God is good. Oh, come on now. Here we go. We had not said this in weeks and weeks and weeks. It's exciting to get to say it together again. God is good. And all the time. It is so good to be together and to share in this Easter morning. You joined almost 300 people who were here at the first service outside and many online that we probably don't even know. So online people that we are glad you are here too. And you are just as present as those who are in person this morning. What a glorious day to celebrate, to worship, to praise, to believe. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we come and give you joy and thanks this morning for uh, a wonderful day that we've had, that we continue to have, and Lord, that it's not just Easter that we celebrate. We recognize because of this day that we have each day to find hope in all that you are doing and in all that we face. So Lord, help us this morning to experience you in a new and a fresh way, in a renewed way, in a restoring way, in a resurrection way. Lord... May you set to me aside that you are heard clearly this morning to give us hearts to believe and mouths to share the good news with others. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, against all odds, it looks like March Madness has successfully made it. Have you been watching any basketball and exciting games? Even last night's buzzer beater game that was so exciting to share it seems through it all as many years, but this being more than others, there were more upsets the first weekend of the NCAA men's tournament than any other year. Number 15, Oral Roberts beat number 2, Ohio State. Number 14, Abilene Christian beat number 3, Texas. And there were several 13s who beat number 4. And a number 12, Oregon State, beat number 5. But I probably shouldn't mention who that was for those that follow. I think you got it, didn't you? Of the 14.5 million brackets that were filled out on ESPN alone, before the first weekend was over, less than 200 were still perfect, and none of them are now. Against all odds. Against all odds. Does, does that ring a bell for anybody? Does that recall anything back for you? You might have to go back a few years. Anybody? Movies? Songs? 1984. Phil Collins. The movie Against All Odds. And the song by the same now. You're the only one who really knew me at all, right? So take a look at me now, because there's just an empty space, and there's nothing left here to remind me, just the memory of your face. But to wait for you, well, that's all I can do, and that's what I've got to face. Take a good look at me now, because I'm still be standing here, and you coming back to me is against all odds. That's the chance I've got to take. Jesus coming back from the dead was against all odds, but he did. And who was waiting for him? But Mary. Two Marys. So this morning we hear their story. I invite you to hear these words as Matthew shares them this morning. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. 
I hope you'll get out your Bibles or devices, turn to your scripture online. Time to get your Bibles too if they're near you or your devices. And let us share and read God's word together. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 beginning at verse 1. And as we read this morning, I invite you and those online, let us stand together in honor of the resurrection as we hear this resurrection story. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes as white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb with great fear and joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. Go to Galilee, there they will see me. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Please be seated. This year, in an exciting way, we got to experience the journey to the cross differently. This year, we have gotten to experience many things differently. And as we hear this story from the Gospel of Matthew, we began to see some unexpected moments that happen too. Look at Jesus. Look at the cross. The cross was a symbol of torture, but it came so much more for Jesus for that. A time of total humiliation and mockery. He was ridiculed. He was taunted. He took his last breath. He died. But now it has become for us a symbol of hope. The people's experience of Jesus for the days leading up to this moment were also different. Jesus? Isn't he going to become our king? Against all odds, will Jesus become our Messiah? But against all hopes, he died. He had warned his disciples three times. He told them what would happen to him. They scattered. They hid. They denied. What about the women in the scripture today in this Easter story that on the break of day on that bright or early Sunday morning, they go to the tomb and what do they expect? We don't see that they get what they expected. Matthew doesn't really describe this, but against all odds, the guards are in a daze. The stone has been rolled away from the tomb and the angel is sitting on the tomb And the angel begins to speak to them what happens next. This is the good part. There's a six-year-old girl who was watching TV with her family. 
as you're watching it during this time of year, an old Bible story came on. And part of that Bible story that they were watching on the TV was the crucifixion. And their six-year-old girl began to bawl. Bawl uncontrollably at what was happening to Jesus and not understanding it. But then they took Jesus down from the cross. And they began to place him in the tomb. And the girl began to smile and get so excited that she started jumping up and down on the couch. And she says, now the best part is to come. Now comes the good part. Jesus is raised from the tomb. Now comes the good part for us in today's scripture. What happens when the women arrive at the tomb? Jesus is not there. Against all odds, Jesus has conquered death. He has done the impossible. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Isn't it appropriate, I think, in today's scripture that Mary and Mary Magdalene are the very ones who get to experience the resurrection of Jesus first, to get to encounter him and hear this good news? For they were the ones that were at the cross. They were the ones that were there when he was laid in the tomb. And they are the ones who first witnessed the resurrection and experienced the joy that it brings. Matthew, today's scripture, highlights for us two essential messages for Mary and Mary. The first one is one of belief. One of belief. You know the saying, the harder it is for something to happen, the harder it is to believe. All right, I hope Ole Miss one day can make it into the NCAA. I, I know that's hard to believe, but pulling for that, and maybe Memphis too, right? Both of us right on the edge this year. But look at verses 5 and 6. If you've got your Bibles still open or your devices, look back at verses 5 and 6 this morning. Let me highlight part of them. Do not be afraid. He is not here, the angel says. Come and see the place where he lay. Do you hear these words of excitement, these words of anticipation, these words that are engaging the disciples, engaging the women to believe? Too good to be true? Not this. This is true. Jesus really did rise from the dead. The proof is here at the tomb. The second essential message that Matthew shares from the angel is one of encouragement to share what they've experienced, but not only to share it, to do so immediately. These first witnesses to the resurrection now become the first bearers of the resurrection. Look at verse 7. Go quickly. Go quickly and tell them he has risen from the dead. Their discovery is immediately turned to a proclamation to share with the disciples of what they have experienced from Jesus so when they leave, look at verse 8. When they leave, they have fear and great joy. But what happens? What happens in this scripture? Who do they encounter? Jesus. Against all odds, they encounter Jesus himself, the one and only who really knew them at all. What about us? As we gather this morning and worship on this Easter Sunday, what about us as we watch online now or later? 
on this Easter morning? What about us as we come to worship? What is it that we, against all odds, are facing this morning? Is it the memory and the loss of a loved one? A broken relationship? Cancer or sickness? An issue at school or where to work or to find work at all? How to care for a declining spouse or parents? A wavering decision to follow Christ. God did the impossible at Easter. He defeated death. I don't think there's anything more impossible. Through Christ, the impossible just became possible. Through Christ, the impossible just became possible. This doesn't mean that we or those we love won't suffer or die. We will. But it means that death is not the end. A broken relationship is not the end. A job change is not the end. What's happening at school is not the end. Even sickness is not the end. We have hope. Hope for restoration, and we should work towards that. But sometimes that doesn't even work out. But there's a greater hope this morning on Easter reminds us. One of resurrection, which means new life. Each of us. Each of us can celebrate Easter, no matter what odds we are facing. Because through Jesus, our loved ones who have passed are given new life. Because through Jesus, you and I are given new life. New life from our sins. New life from our failures. New life from the ways and our obstacles that have gotten in the way. Sound too good to be true? Sound too hard to believe? Jesus' resurrection is true. And the faith of the whole church is based upon this very moment. The words of millions for over 2,000 years is our witness. Jesus' resurrection has become the turning point in human history. It's not just a spectacular event that happened. It's not merely a happy ending to a tragic story. It's more than a dead body coming back to life. The tomb was empty. Do you get that? The tomb was empty. New life is a reality from here on out. Just as there was an urgency for the two Marys, there's an urgency for us. Just as Matthew highlighted two messages for them, I highlight two messages for you. They're the same. One of belief in the resurrection and one of sharing the resurrection with others. And when we do, you know what happens? Now comes the good part. We encounter Jesus. When we believe in the resurrection and we begin to share and live out to the resurrection, you and I on our journeys encounter Jesus and the joy that he offers. We'll live forever in the joy of his presence. Nothing, not even death, can separate us from this joy. Just look at me now in place of the empty space in my life is the only one who really knows me 
at all. The only one who really knows you at all. We hear the Easter message each Easter Sunday that we gather for worship. Sometimes different Gospels emphasize something specific. We've read them all. You've probably heard them all. It was interesting this year in preparing the message, there was one word that caught my attention that I've never really thought about before. It's in Matthew 28, verse 10. Look at it for me, with me for a moment. If you've got it in your scriptures, look at verse 10 of 28. Who is it? Who is it that Jesus tells Mary to share the good news with? Holler it out. Brothers. Now, who are the brothers that Jesus is referring to? It's the disciples, right? He's been calling them disciples all along, but here at the end, he refers to them as brothers. Look at the term brothers. What, that, that's a more familial term. That's a more endearing camaraderie term. Who were the disciples? Where have the disciples been? They fled. They denied. They've been out of the picture or not associated with Jesus. But here is Jesus at his resurrection at the end declaring a message of reconciliation with those whom he was closest to. The Marys, Mary and Mary Magdalene, not only have become missionaries of the resurrection message, but agents of reconciliation between Jesus and his brothers, his disciples. And he has done the same for us. Easter we, have, we receive an urgent message to believe, to share, to rejoice. But we're also given one more to reconcile that which separates us from Jesus. Against all odds, Jesus, because of his resurrection, makes that possible. With Jesus, the impossible just became possible. What is it that you face that seems impossible? May we trust Jesus, believe in the good news of the resurrection, and share it with others. Amen. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your Easter word, for your Easter message, and for the hope in which it brings. Help us to believe it. Forgive us in our unbelief. And help us to be strong to share it. In your name. Amen.